Jewish audio on Chabad.org. Good morning. We are delving deeply into the various varieties of Aveda and the various types of uh, individuals engaged in Aveda in general. We dealt with uh, three levels. We dealt with the Ben, uh, and then in the category of Evid, uh, the servant, the slave, that was the Evid Poshut, and the Evid Nemon. Uh, we spent actually most of the time last session on the Evid Poshut, and um, the, the description of this Evid Poshut becomes more and more emphatic as we continue in the Mimer. The remarkable state of, of Bittel, uh, of this individual, um, the, 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 how do I put it, the perfection of his sense of non-being. This, this really is the heart uh, of this individual, the heart of, the heart of this man. Uh, we're going to continue. The next paragraph is very short. It brings a muscle uh, which is uh, radical. The idea is radical. The Rebbe has taken us in a very logical and sequential way into our discussion, our understanding of the Evid Poshut. The Evid Poshut, on the one hand, is Bittel Betachlis. What does Bittel Betachlis mean? It means he has no sense of self at all. In his own eyes, he does not exist. And in a very real sense, he does not exist. He is devoid of Rotzen. His connection to the master is not, uh, uh, is not generated by love uh, or knowledge or any sense or hergish or feeling or, or information, nothing. It is a pure unity of etzem. His very etzem is bound, uh, is part and parcel of the master's etzem. And the, his avoid is described as an avoid of Kabbalah's oil, which that actually makes a lot of sense. That follows very nicely, very well. Um, he does exactly what he must do without himself getting in the way at all, without his mind or his heart getting in the way in any manner, shape, or form. Um, and this is the idea of the, the absolute bittle of this, of this individual. <clears throat> it's an avoid of yira, an avoid of fear. Now, he is not afraid of being whipped, like the Evid Karani Lamashal. His fear is fear of the etzem of the Odin. He, he is in the presence of the Odin. He doesn't know anything about the Odin. He doesn't understand the Odin. He does not understand why the Odin wants, why the Odin wants. He has none, none of the above. He doesn't need any of that. He doesn't understand any of that. All those, all, all those are giluim. All of those are expressive dimensions of a person. He's beyond expression. He is in the presence of the Odin, and he is in a state of intense yira. Um, one might think of it perhaps as awe, as absolute awe, but awe with, awe with a consequence. I mean, it is truly a state of, of the most intense form of essential fear and awe that one could possibly imagine. And therefore, it's as if he does not exist in and of himself. That's on the one hand. On the other hand, extremely important, critical, very paradoxical. Uh, paradox is going to get more and more intense as we increase in learning. Um, the the avoid is difficult for him. He finds it hard. Why does he find it hard? Because he has to go against his nature. 
He, everything he does is contrary to his nature. It's a struggle. It's a str- he's struggling with himself constantly to do precisely and exactly what the Odin wants at the moment the Odin wants it, and that's his, his whole life. <clears throat> well, if he's biddle betachlis to the Odin, uh, what do you mean go against his nature? How does he have a nature? Where does the nature come from? Someone who is nobody does not have a nature. If a person is absolutely biddle betachlis, they're a robot, and they have no, nothing to fight. There's, nothing, there's no inner struggle in, in such an individual. He's simply a vehicle, a tool, and we've used that expression before in this mimer. He's a vehicle, and he's a tool to the Odin, and therefore, one wonders, where is this, this intense struggle come from? Also, the muscle of the ox to the yoke is very good up to a point. Where it fails is the fact that the ox has no choice in the matter. The ox is simply bought by the master, and uh, that's what the ox is. That's the, the ox has no say in the matter. This man is called an, an, evid, an evid. He's an oivid. An oivid is someone who chooses to serve. He chooses the yoke. He takes it upon himself. Well, who's he? Who is he? This is, right now, I can't answer the question but it is extremely paradoxical. As it turns out, we're going to see in this next paragraph, both of these very dichotomous dimensions, on the one hand, the nothing be'etzim, the ayin be'etzim, the total bitl be'etzim, on the other hand, the difficulty, the exertion, the struggle, which, as I just pointed out, seems very contradictory, both of those provide the absolute uniqueness of this individual, and the absolute unique tainug, uh, or satisfaction, that he provides his master. Now, again, keep in mind, his job is not to provide tainug to his master. He doesn't think about it. He is not interested in providing tainug. He's not interested in anything. He's interested in doing what he's told and serving uh, with, with perfection. But nonetheless, the master has a satisfaction from this evid, which is higher than anything you can possibly imagine, and uh, where we are now, hopefully, will provide a little bit of insight into why that is so and how that, how that works. Although, again, um, I must, the caveat, the warning, um, it is extremely profound and subtle. Um, and uh, all I can say is I'll do my best. So we're on the bottom of page Tuf Lamed Bays. <coughs> this is the last paragraph, the last, last bit of a paragraph. From all this we understand, namely in this <clears throat> very thorough description of the Evid Poshut, which the Rebbe has provided us with, we understand, we can understand, um, there is another unbelievable Mila to this the position of this Evid Poshut, which we haven't discussed up till now, we've let, sort of hinted at it, but now we're going to get into it for, for what it really is. And this Mila again is, is well, we'll see. Demiacher, Shaha Evid Eina Muhusla Atzmoiklau. Number one, critical. He is not a Muhusla Atzmoi. He has no being in and of himself. He is not an independent entity in his eyes. He is as if he does not exist. He is property of the master. He is of the master. That's all. Uh, there's no dimension of inserting himself into this relationship, the master-servant relationship, because he, he's, not a, he's not even, one couldn't even really call him a servant. There's no him. 
is just the master. It's all the master. He's bittel betachlis to the point where he's, he absorbs the, the rotsen of the master as it is. Uh, and he has, he himself as person, let's say, does not contribute. There's no contribution. He does not contribute intellect. He does not contribute emotion. He does not contribute loyalty. There are no contributions he makes. He's absolutely abnegated to the master, period. That's exactly what they're saying here. He is not an entity in and of himself. Uh, he is like a piece of property. He is a, uh, a, uh, one of the master's uh, uh, objects. That the, the master is his property of the master, period. Like an ox, Lamushal. The ox is the master's. The ox has no, no say in the matter and is not engaged in any way in a relationship with the master. He, the ox is there simply as an instrument and property. Uh, a chattel of the master, as it were. Nimsa, from this aspect of bittel, from this complete total bittel, which this uh, Eved Poget uh, um, shows, Nimsa, Dimasha Eved Oisa Harehu Kamoisha Odin Ba'atzmai Oisa. Ah, so what does this mean? We began to discuss this a little bit last week. Whatever he does, it's not him. Uh, it's the master. His accomplishments do, are not credited to him. His name does not go on those accomplishments. It's the same as a uh, farmer who plows a phenomenally large field in a very beautiful way uh, by means of a fabulous ox that he happens to own. Uh, and people, other farmers, come to see this magnificent field that this farmer plowed, that this farmer created, or, or, or whatever, however one would look at plowing, this tremendous accomplishment of this farmer. Well, you're looking at the wrong guy. You want to see who, did the, who accomplished all of this, go to the ox. The ox did. Well, no, the ox didn't do it. The ox is of no significance. The ox is bittel betachlis. The name of that accomplishment is on the odin, not on the ox. It doesn't matter who the ox is. It could be, could be any ox. It doesn't make any difference. The ox is of no account, is of no significance. It's the farmer who has done it, who is credited with it, and uh, whose name goes on that particular accomplishment or achievement. In Cain, um, this, therefore, is whatever he gains, whatever he has accomplished, plowing the field, reaping the field, whatever, uh, or whatever other kind of work, uh, which is uh, uh, particularly strenuous or particularly difficult or complex or whatever, um, it, it's his. It goes on him. It's Maise Yadov. It is the work of his hands. Yadovloi Odun Biyoser. It is of tr- far greater satisfaction to the Odun than if something were done by someone else for him. If, for example, he hired an expert farmer to come using whatever ox he used, or even himself, doesn't really matter very much. And that expert farmer knew how, uh, applied his mind to the best possible way to plow that field and how to do it most efficiently and get the the most uh, out of his effort. Um, Then one could say that this farmer supplied to the master a service. He gave the master a service. It's not the master, it's the 
person he hired. It was the, the servant, the, the, the other, the farmer who came to plow his field for him. Um, and therefore it's accredited, now it belongs to the master, master paid for it after all. Or uh, maybe the farmer was a friend of his and it was uh, done out of love, could have been done out of love, out of friendship, out of payment, whatever. The fact of the matter is though, that the master himself did not do it. It's not his, it's not accredited to him. It's not the work of his own hands. So the Rebbe says here, most pleasant uh, to the Odin is the work of his own hands. This is a, a well-known concept. This is something we all experience. That something that we accomplish on our own for ourselves, the bread that we put on our own table through our, our own efforts, um, is particularly tasty. There's satisfaction in accomplishing using our own kayak, our own steam, our own efforts. So the Rebbe says it's very pleasant, very sweet to him, to the Odin, very, very much, very sweet. The efforts, the, 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 whatever he accomplishes, that he accomplishes on his own without the intermediacy of any agent. Now, it doesn't mean he can't use a plow or an ox or anything of those sorts. Those are not really agents. Those are simply tools. Um, they're totally subjugated to him. They have no personality and they have no value in and of themselves. They are simply instruments that he uses to accomplish for himself something. And therefore, it's his accomplishment. He did it. It's his field. People are going to come for miles around to see this, this field that he plowed um, and they're going to look to him and they're going to admire him and it's going to go on him. Meanwhile, the, the ox is uh, sitting in the barn uh, eating uh, its, uh, its hay or whatever oxen eat and uh, that's it, finished. Um, this is the idea. That work that is the product of the, uh, of the Udden um, and the, 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 um, the, the gain uh, and the profit that is his, the most delicious thing about the profit is not the profit itself, the gain itself. The most delicious thing about the profit is that it's self-generated. It's the, the fruit of his labor. It's a Hiddish. It's as if the Odin himself uh, did this work by himself. The work is his through the efforts and exertion of his own hands. And he has been very matzliach. He's, he's done wondrously. This kind of Profit, this kind of gain that comes through the Odin, through the work of his own hands, through his own efforts, this is far more delightful and pleasurable and satisfying. There's far greater pleasure in whatever profit he has gained through the exertion, through his own effort, through the work of his own, own hands, as it were. And then far greater profit or far greater gain that would come through uh, those who love him, servants who are bound to him through love, through thick cords of love and loyalty, um, and grant him far even greater profit and greater gain than he could possibly do on his own or seemingly do on his own. Yeah, uh, he receives a tremendous amount from them, but it's from them. They are providing him. He is a recipient in this case. 
the, the, the servants who love him, the servants who work for him with, with love and desire and hiskashus, they are providing from their efforts. It's them who's doing it. They are accredited with it. It's their, it's their accomplishment. But the accomplishment is all for him. The profit is all for him. The, the, the goal is to please the master. Nonetheless, they are doing it. In the case of the Evid Pajit, there is no him. He does not sense himself. He is a tool. He is an instrument. Uh, it is the master. The prophet goes to the master, and the effort goes to the master, and the name of, uh, of the master goes on the work itself. The accomplishment is the accomplishment of the master. Very difficult to wrap our minds around this. How do, you, how do we understand? The guy actually did it. The Evid Pajit actually, I mean, who knows what kind of exertion he put in. But there is nothing of himself in terms of personality, in terms of intellect, in terms of emotion, which is in that work. It's all the master. He is nothing but an extension of the master. Keep in mind what we learned last week, that a mushal, one way of looking at the relationship <coughs> of the uh, Evid Pashut to the master is uh, like a person's hand. Um, you know, I have a hand which does work. It works for me. I've got this uh, this hand. It does all kinds of important things. It ties my shoes. It uh, scratches my ear. It writes uh, whatever I want. It will do whatever I want. It'll do it instantly without any. Uh, it's great. I've got this wonderful collaborator. This wonderful servant, which is my hand. That's not a servant. That's me. Ah, it's me. I'm not it, but it is me. It has no identi identity outside of myself. It has no name in and of itself. It is Yankel Brower's part. Of, this is, here we are, Yankel Brower. Oh, just a dimension, just an extension. It is vital to the Batachlis because it really has nothing other than what I am. That's what it is. It is part of what I am. Now, that's the relationship of the Evid Pajra to the Aden. He is an extension. He's like a hand, like an aver to the to the Aden. That's the level and extent of the Bittle. Very difficult to understand, very difficult to get a handle on. To the ex <laughs> no, pun intended, I guess. To the extent that there is, in a sense, no him. It's the, the Aden, such that whatever is accomplished by that hand or by that Evid, we do not, the, 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 the uh, credit does not accrue to the hand or to the evidence, it accrues to the, to the master or whose hand it happens to be or whose evid it happens to be. This would be regarded as yigia kapecha, the, his own effort, the work of him, himself, of his own effort. Not someone bringing him something, doing something for him, working for him, giving him, developing for him, whatever. There's someone else in the picture. There's a Zulus in the picture, which is providing for him. Oh, he's the, the king. He's the, everyone, the, the, the servants love and are bound to him, will do anything for him. They will. Uh, but it's them. It's not him. In the case of the Evid Pajut, the idea is that, in a sense, it's really him. Oisha, how you, Mashbichen, Mashbichen, Binechosov, or they um, it's not like this it's not like someone bringing tremendous profit to the 
to the property of the, of the king, to the estate of the king, to the state of the, of the master. It's like not someone who's coming and, and giving and bringing and, and profiting for the master. Betoyv hishtad lusam, through excellent efforts. He's skilled, he's powerful, he's intelligent, he's whatever they are, whoever, all these servants who are serving the master in, with full heart, out of love and out of his kashras. Um, it's not like that. Why? Because all of those efforts, all that, the wonders which they produce for him, and the beauty which they produce for the master, the glory, all of the things that we've discussed before, that have been described before in some detail in the mimer, all of those things they have given to him. It's not a chiddush. The, the, what has happened simply is a transfer of venue, something, a skill strength, perhaps objects, whatever, has been utilized on his behalf. Not that he did it, not that it's accredited to him, but it's on his behalf. So the Eved, uh, the, uh, Eved Nehmon, the, the, um, the, 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 the servant who serves out of love, or the servants who serve out of love, are producing wonderful things for him. Uh, perhaps much more than the Eved Pajit could produce for him. Uh, the difference is that the Evid Pajr, he has a sense of satisfaction, the Odin has a sense of satisfaction that it's his, that he did it, that it's, it's really his because of the bittle of the Evid Pajr. Evid Neman does not have that kind of bittle because the Evid Neman has a personality. Personality is one of love. The Evid Neman, after all, operates on Seho. <clears throat> he has an understanding, he has the Adiva Saga and who the master is in some very lofty level. Again, very hard to understand this, but that's what he's got. And this <clears throat> understanding um, allows him to experience the greatness of the Odin, the magnificence of the Odin, the transcendence of the Odin. <clears throat> and therefore, he loves, he's drawn to, he's attracted to, he's mukusher to, because and because. Sehel, Midas, Hiskashras. In the case of the Evid Pajit, there is no because. because. Because there is no Evid Pajit in and of himself. It's all the master. It's Bittl Betachlis. So the, this is a very, very beautiful, a very subtle concept that um, the, whatever is produced by his own efforts, in this case his own efforts, the Odin's own efforts, are, <clears throat> are identical with the efforts of the Evid Pajit because of his Pshitas. Um, a far greater, of a far greater order of pleasure and satisfaction <clears throat> than the most magnificent service that has been done for him uh, by someone else. Interesting. So the, here you have the Eved Nehmon, the, the, uh, the Eved who, who serves out of intense love, of an infinite love for the Master, um, and he is serving, driven, motivated by love, by this, this incredible love. It's not so atzmiistic. First of all, the interesting lesson here is kolkach. Not so much. It implies that the concept of atzmius, of atzmis, in fact, is to an extent perhaps applicable. 
because the service is an absolute service. The love is an absolute love. The devotion is an absolute devotion. Um, so it's not etzem, it's not that the man is totally uh, nullified before the king, and it's the king's own etzem really which is accomplishing, because this Evid Pajit is, uh, is simply experiencing his, his, whatever he's doing is really the king because that's all there is. Um, it's not like that. There is a, per, a personal dimension to this. There is like a dimension of love. There's a dimension of, of, of seichel. It's powerful. It's, it's a, 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 a love which is an atzmistic type of love. It's avarabah or avbatenugim, however you want to look at it. Um, not quite the same as etzem, and therefore it's not as if the master himself did the work and can take credit for it and can be satisfied for it with it in the same way. It's not a hiddish in the same ex- to the same extent by virtue of the fact that it's, quote-unquote, sort of in the pipeline. It, it's, it's there in the talents and in the love and in the hiskashos and in the knowledge and, and the qualities of the Eved Neman, which is ready to transfer everything to the Odin. Uh, but it's not as if the Odin himself were doing it. It's not... It's not it's not as etzim so much as if he himself were doing it. Not quite that extent. Kolkach is fascinating. I mean, it's just fascinating. So, to what extent is it? Where does the Kolkach go? Is it atzmis? Is there atzmis? How how are we to understand this? Now we're going to go a little bit farther. We'll get to the next page. And we'll understand that there are many, many madregas of the Evid Nemon. Uh, and there's tremendous vari- there's a lot of variation um, in the expression and in the Hiskashras and the Ava. Um, nonetheless, the, the, the best, <laughs> the, the, the most, the greatest Evid Nemon is not producing for the master in such a way that it's as if the master himself is doing it because the bittel is not there. It cannot be the same bittel as the bittel of an Evid Pajat. For example, like the ox to the yoke. The Evid Neman, it can never be like that because there's pleasure in it because there's delight in it, because there's satisfaction in it, because the motivation is not a, vot- a motivation of no motivation, namely bittel, bittel to the rotsen of the Odin, a tool in the hands of the Odin. The motivation is to himself to provide. Again, to we go back, think a bit about the difference between the Ben and the uh, Eved Nehman. Um, we're going to see a little bit later on, we're going to compare the Ben to the Eved Pajat. But the, the, the Eved the, the the Ben, the relationship of the Ben to the Father, has a mila over the uh, relationship of the Eved Nehman to the Odin, no matter what kind of Eved Nehman you're talking about. <clears throat> as far as the Ben is concerned, the Ben is concerned only that the Father have what whatever he wants, whatever delights him, whatever gives him delight, whatever gives him tiny, whatever gives him not his work. He should have it. That's all. That's all he can think about. The Eved Nehman has more or less the same thought, that the Odin should have whatever gives him delight, whatever is pleasurable. The only thing is, in the case of the Eved Nehman, it should come through him. There's a him. There's a... It's not... The bittel is not the same between the Ben and the Eved Nehman. It can't be, because the Ben really is an extension of the Father, truly. He's a to the father, 
And the Eved Nehman is another person, after all, who has developed this incredibly close hiskashus. Um, so, as the Rebbe is pointing out here, no matter what the motivation of, no matter what kind of bittle and motivation and ava the Eved Nehman has, it's not like the ox to the yoke. It's not absolute. It cannot be absolute because that's, he's an Eved Nehman, after all. Um, Right. Like the ox to the oak. Mamish. Shemashviach. Besadaisav. Vichol Asher Loi. Who gives profit and, uh, and brings profit and, and uh, advantage to all that the. Odin has. The language here is a little bit confusing. So there, the, the avoida of the shore to the oil, the ox to the yoke, um, is as if the evet or the whatever is profiting the Odin. It's as if the Odin, if it's done by the Odin himself, if there is no Zulus, if there's no intermediary individual identifiable as an individual, it's as if he himself does it. It's as if he does it himself. It's the efforts of his own hands, his profit and his, the good that comes his way in his property and whatever he owns. It's as if his own efforts, it's him, it's, a, it's uh, attributable to him. It's credited to him himself, the Odin himself. It's a far different sense of satisfaction than if the most loyal and, and trustworthy of servants were to provide him in some way with this. This is far more beautiful, namely Yikapov, the work of his own hands. Uh, far more precious to him. Naila Harba Yoiser is a, a, to a very, very great extent. This all begs a very serious question How does it work? Well, we have the formula in place. We have the information, presumably, that we need to come to, to grips with this. It cannot work except with an individual who is bittel batachlis to the Odin, who has no being outside of the Odin, who's negated completely and totally to the Odin, such that the Odin regards him and he regards himself as an extension of the Odin. But then... We have the aspect of Yigiyah, uh, that the, the precious, preciousness of this is Yigiyah Kapov, the, the efforts, the exertion. And he has, on the one hand, the quality of absolute biddle. On the other hand, this kind of exertion and effort of Kabbalah's oil is in some way not natural to him as a human being, let's say, after all. And the flesh rebels. He wants to sleep. He, like an ox, would like to spend his day in the field eating grass, or eating grass, whatever. He has a body after all. He has a nefesh hayunus after all. And he, with great effort, he's negated all of that to the service of the Odin to the extent that it's not even the service of the Odin. It's the Odin's service to himself, mitzad the bittel. Very hard to appreciate this. Very hard to understand it. A um, little irresponsible speculation on the side. What can you, um, what can you give the Rabbi Nishloim? You can't give him anything. He's got everything. It's all his. Uh, everything is his. He owns 
That's all there is. Ainoid milvadoi. What you know? What can you give the man who has everything? Hey, well, you, you, a Parker pen, a bottle of Johnny. Well, you can't give him anything because be mamish. He not only has everything; he is everything. Everything is him, not he's everything. But everything is no, he is everything. Everything is 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 him. So what what can you do? What is avoda? What is service? What are we giving? Oh, you know something I. Learn through uh, Mamish uh, 50 blot Gemara, and uh, I was up all last night. Uh, that's my gift to the Rabbanish. Like, eh, the Rabbanish knows, knows, those, knows those 50 blot. He knows you know those 50 blot. He created Yeshma and Kol Rega Verega while you're learning those 50 blot. It's a, it's a done deal, more or less. Well, not exactly. Not exactly a done deal. Because it hurts you. Not hurt you in a negative way. You paid for it. You struggled. You kept your feet in cold water. You pinched yourself. You drank 17 cups of coffee to stay awake and keep your mind focused on that Gemara. And you worked and you exerted. And you learned through as carefully and as best you could all of those Gemaras. You learned through them. Well, the Gemara, the fact what you learned is, is, is not, you're not going to impress the Rabbani with that. But what's going to impress him is the Yigiya. That's, that, that's what you've given him. The Rabbeinu Shalaylam doesn't have Yigiya. That's the one thing, if one could say so. He lacks. He lacks Yigiya. Why does he lack Yigiya? Very simple. He's a Kol Yochel. He's got everything, can do everything. Everything is B'derach Mamela, L'mayla in Koyachasar Poil. It's all there. He doesn't, he, the Rabbanish Limb does not have a, a, a drop of sweat. He doesn't have to sweat. So the, the, the unique Chiddush of human avoda in this world is that you sweat for him. You give him your sweat. You, we are bound to the Rabbanish Limb. Here we're using an example, a very, very very intense example of this Ebed Nemon. His exertion belongs to the Odin. The Odin is delighting in his exertion as if it were the exertion of the Odin himself. Why? Because of the Bittle. This is a fabulous idea. And the truth is we can apply it to our own lives in a very basic, basic way. We do not appreciate the extent of the tremendous pleasure, the unique pleasure that we are able to give our Father in Heaven through exertion, through doing something you don't want to do, to having to expend energy for staying up a little bit longer than you ordinarily would. Tanya says it all. It's all there, <coughs> all there in Tanya. This gives us tremendous insight <coughs> into the meaning of effort, to the meaning of Yigiya. Beautiful, beautiful idea. Even though, in essence, it's very difficult to understand. So, so why is that? Here, the, the Odin has pleasure from what he's given by those servants, by those loyal, loving servants who will do anything for him and in the most best possible way will use their brains, use their emotions in order to think of new ways. They'll contribute whatever they have in terms of intellect and, and meet us into the, creating the best Tainugim. They'll use their understanding of what's Tainugim, what isn't, what he would probably find delightful and what he wouldn't. They, they will throw themselves into it, body, mind, and soul, to provide him. And he will have pleasure from that. There's no question. And there's no question there's Tainugim in that. But it's nothing in comparison to the Tainug that he has from something he's accomplished on his own. Because it's a Kiddush. 
It's, it's, that's, it didn't come from somewhere else. It wasn't passed on to him. It wasn't change of venue. It wasn't something done by someone for him. He did it. It's like Yeshma'ayin. He did it himself. How did he do it himself? Interestingly, he did it himself through the agency of the Eved Pajot. Because the Eved Pajot is bitled to him to the extent that the Eved Pajot is like him. Is, 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 is an extension of him. And therefore the Evid Pajit has provided the master with the possibility of this exquisite pleasure of actually doing something on his own that's new. It sounds so strange. It's, it's, it sounds so, so difficult to, to wrap our minds around. But nonetheless, this is where we're holding at the moment. We've shown me a long way to go. But, but this is where we're holding. It's an absolutely stunning concept. It is a fabulously radical idea. Um, here it is. It's a Hiddish. Something you do on your own, no one gave it to you, it wasn't in, in, in the pipeline, it wasn't there. You did it, it's a new thing, it's a Hiddish. It came from you, it came from your etzim. Ki iker hatainug, the essence of tainug, who shemeshachus dover dafka, the ultimate in tainug is. Chiddush, something that you are machadish. Machadish means it was not there before. It was not done until you did it. There's no one who can do it for you. There's no one who did it for you. There are no contributors. There is no uh, outside assistance. It came from your very being and it is something which had no place in existence until you yourself accomplished it. This is what gives a person tremendous satisfaction when on his own he's able to exert his, himself and provide something from his own efforts, from his own work, from his own exertion that did not exist before. He didn't buy it, didn't go to, you know, Walmart, he didn't, uh, didn't get it from Amazon. He did it. He made it. He created it. We're talking, of course, the muscle of the person. And we know this because we've experienced it ourselves. There's tremendous, tremendous time of tremendous satisfaction in such a, uh, an activity. A person achieves tremendous satisfaction in the very, his very essence. Man earns his own living. This is the greatest satisfaction one can have. A person puts on bread on his table through his own sweat. There is nothing, no bread tastier. There's nothing more delightful than that. Um, it's mam shechidish. Uh, no one gave it to him. It doesn't come from uh, uh, charity. It's, it's the man exerted himself. And obviously we're talking about a mushroom. We have to be very careful not to extend this too far. But we all know that yigiyah kapecha, the efforts of our hands, which means our bringing things into reality, maisa, in whatever way, um, is of the greatest order of satisfaction. It came from within us, and before we did it, it was not done. Um, the, the extent or the quality of what's accomplished of the profit or the gain or whatever it is, is not nearly so important. You have uh, Lamashal, a... Uh, uh, a poor man who, uh, through his own efforts, was able to earn his dinner. 
or was able to earn a certain amount of money, a small amount of money. And the pleasure is, is what he, the sense of satisfaction is incredible. Um, you have a millionaire who uh, a stockbroker invested for him very well, and coming in is a, a hundred times what this poor guy earned during the course of a day or a week. Um, and the, the, oh, the master is happy. The owner, uh, the, the, the individual who's receiving is, is happy. But uh, not nearly as happy. This man, with all of the profit that he made, with all that he got from that transaction, the pleasure is nothing in comparison to the pleasure that this hard-working poor guy had for providing out of, the, out of his own effort, out of his own exertion, providing himself with sustenance. It's, it's as if it's a chidish ma'ayin liyesh. It wasn't something waiting around to simply be transferred into his rishus. He created it. He did it. That exertion is something, it doesn't exist until you do it. Exertion is not there until the exertion is actually brought about by by someone who's exerting themselves. This, the satisfaction and pleasure in this is worth far more in terms of pleasure and satisfaction than anything that is already in some way uh, prepared or in existence. And what does it mean? The, the, something that's already prepared, more or less, or at least has is a um, an object or a subject or or, or an, uh, uh, something which is designed to give pleasure that is given to a person, is given to the master through the efforts of the Eved Neman, or these, these wonderful servants, these fabulous, extremely uh, wonderful people who are bound with love and with loyalty, uh, who are talented, who are able to, to, to understand the, the desires of the master, what would give the master pleasure, what would give the master time to, and they will prepare, they will put together from their, their being, from their, their experience, Whatever they can find, whatever they can do, it's already there. It's in them or it's, it's wherever it is. And they will put it together for him and transfer it to him as a, as a, a, a prophet, as something wonderful, as something beautiful. That's all yesh miyesh. That's, that's il va'ol. And it's, it's a gift. It's given by them. They're wonderful people. They're bittle batachlis, but they're not truly bittle batachlis. They're not bittle batachlis like the Evid Pajot. Um, and although the master will have pleasure from this, and they will do wonderful things. And he will delight in those wonderful things that they do. It's nothing compared to the unbelievable sense of having acquired through uh, etzem, yesh in a way of yesh ma'ayin. Mitzvah Shem, we will continue next week.